Hallelujah. Let's welcome each other by wave of hand. Just wave to the person next to you. Say, welcome to service. God bless you in Jesus' name. I will see you again next week. By His grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we've... Um, the, the trending topic since the convention has been a wave of His glory. A new wave of His glory. And the topic is inexhaustible. But today we just want to take a, a particular aspect. When God says He wants to do... He wants to express a new wave of his glory. That means that there is an old way. And then he wants to show us a new one. And we know what a wave is. If you have water or you drop stone or something into a body of water, you see ripples go around and then it spreads. It starts to spread from the point where you dropped it. It spreads wider and wider until, you know, something stops it. Or there is nothing that, if it's a big ocean, it keeps going on and on. And of course, we know that the glory of God is the awesome presence and manifestation of the power of God. God is in fact telling us that He wants to start something new that will shake the whole earth and that His power and His glory will show and manifest forth. So God's is going to do these things using people like you and I. In Isaiah 43 verse 19, if we take the NLT version, Isaiah 43 verse 9, the Bible says, For I am about to do something new. Sorry, uh, 19, not 9, 19. 19. I am about to do something new. You see, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Let's stop there. So God is saying that he, want, he is about to do something new. And then suddenly he said, oh, I've already started. Can you not see it? God has started something new in our lives. The program was just a reminder to God that we should be sensitive. God has started something new. If we are going about the service of God and our lives as usual, we will miss out of it. May that not be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus. All through creation, God has always done something new. At every point in time, God will spring up something new. And he uses people. At a time, a, 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 a prophet Isaiah, Isaiah, in Isaiah 6 verse 8, prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 6 verse 8 said, I also heard the voice of the Lord. Uh, you can go, okay. I also heard the voice of the Lord asking, Who shall I send as a messenger to his people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am, send me. God is still looking for that man and woman to use in his new wave of glory. He is asking. Some of us are pretending not to hear. Some people are too busy to even know that God is talking. But yet God is going to use people like you and I. He's not going to bring angels from heaven. The days of, he sent Jesus from heaven and that's the end. Nobody is going to come from there anymore. He's going to use people on the earth here. And anyone that is ready, that makes himself 
ready to be used of God, God will use that person. And if you read the uh, passages before, uh, the lines before this one, before uh, Isaiah could proclaim and declare that he was ready, God had to sanctify his mouth. The Bible said that Niger picked uh, uh, a coal of fire and used it to sanctify his mouth. That means he purified him. He took away all iniquities in his life. Then he was ready and became a vessel that God can use. That means that in our sinful state, God will not even see us, not to talk of using us. So we must purify ourselves and get ready for the mighty use of God, which he has said he has started. Some of us cannot see it, but it's on. Praise the name of the Lord. Anytime that God wants to show forth his glory, that is for a people. We remember in, 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 uh, in Egypt, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, the Bible records in Exodus 13, verse 21, um, 20 and 21, Exodus 13. It shows how God followed them. Please, can you give me a... Give me the um, KJV. 21 and 22, sorry. And he said that they took the journey from Sokon and encamped in the edge of the wilderness. 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them in the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light to go by the night. 20, uh, 22. And he took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of... That, that pillar of cloud and the fire was the glory of God. They saw firsthand the power of God. God led them. God showed them the way to go. And yet, in the same way, and Moses was there leading them. Yet in Isaiah um, 33, Isaiah 33 verse... Um, uh, I think it's nine. G uh, Moses said, please show me your glory. Um, but, but 18. Verse 3, verse 18. Sorry. The same Moses that has seen the power of God still said, Show me thy glory. Sorry, Exodus 3.18. Exodus 3.18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. So had Moses not seen the glory of God? Has he not seen the power of God? And all through the wilderness, God showed forth his mighty power. What Moses was saying here that, look, I have seen your glory. But I know that I have not even scratched the surface. I want to see something deeper and new. I want to see a new wave of your glory for the journey ahead. And God told him that, ah, what you are asking for is to see my face. So no man sees my face and lives. But he was hungry for more. God, the, the, the Bible tells us that heaven is the throne of God and the head is his foot too. In Isaiah 61, 66 verse 1. That means that what God Moses and the children of God saw was just the movement of the feet of God. 
They have not seen the fullness of his power. That is why they asked for a greater measure of his glory to manifest in their lives. Praise the name of the Lord. Every time God wants to do something new, he sorts for a man. When God wanted to take the children of Israel out of Egypt, he looked for Moses. Moses was, he had to prepare him 40 years in the wilderness. At the age of 80, he called him and used him to move the children of Israel out of Egypt into their promised land. When God was looking for a king that would obey him after Saul had misbehaved, he went for David. The Bible records that David was a young man, a shepherd boy. Out of all the shepherds, all the people, even in his family, he was the least. God picked him. Why? Because God saw in his heart somebody that will obey him, that will follow him fully. So his qualification for God to use us in his new move is that we must be obedient to his word to the letter. We must be sanctified. We must live a holy life. Even in our own time, when, when Paraki Dayomi had established LCCG, and God had a very grandiose plan for the church, one of the prophecies for the church was that the church was going to be taken all over the world. Paraki Dayomi was an illiterate. Ima was already old. When, for the person that will, that will execute that job, God went to the university. He sought for a 30-year-old man who was barely five years old in the faith. But he saw his heart. He saw that this man would go far from me. Today, the church is in 196 countries because somebody yielded himself. Somebody made himself available. He threw away the glamour of the university life. I went to live in a room in Mushin. People were laughing at him. But today, can we not see the glory of God in his life? Praise the name of the Lord. God has not finished. That is only a phase. God is about to start another phase. Will you be ready to be used by God for that phase? Will I be ready to be used by God for that phase? There were people also in his time, people like um, uh, Pastor Kumuye, God used them in different areas. There were older people at the time, but they didn't have the strength to be able to do the long haul that God wanted to do. He went for the young men. What of our young men of today? What are they doing? How ready are we to take this challenge of the new wave of glory that God is actually about to start? We should ponder on this. The Bible says in Proverbs 30 verse 29 that the glory of the young man is their strength. Every young man has strength. But what are, where are we channeling that strength? Is it to worship God? To advance the cause of the, uh, the gospel? Or we are using it for other things? What gladdened my heart during the convention? I don't know whether many of us watched the youth uh, birth, uh, the youth programs between four and, and six during the convention. My Roman. They were mind-blowing. I gives us assurance that there is hope for the church. Some of the programmings were magnificent. The, the, the doctrine was sound. And they knew what they were saying. They knew what they were doing. The delivery was way out. 
And everybody that listens to that thing, whether old or new, learns from it. What God is saying, that when God said, I have started already, those are part of the new wave of glory that God is doing. Some of us, we watch it, we see it, some of us will not partake of it. May that not be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus. We remember uh, Moses in Psalm 103, verse 7. Psalm 103, verse 7. The psalmist said that God made known his way unto Moses, but he asked unto the children of Israel. Moses was ready to be used by God. God revealed himself to him. God spoke to Moses face to face. God made Moses a God unto Pharaoh. God made Moses untouchable. The rest was just told Moses, you talk to God. We will stand from afar. When you are spoken to him, come and speak to us. Is that what we are going to live by? This new wave of glory, some people are going to experience that same thing. No? God will use those who are ready. Others will only see the hearts of God and collect from them what God has given to them. May that not be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Are we ready to, for that new wave of glory that God is starting? Are we ready to yield ourselves totally to God? Each time I see what has happened in the last one and a half years, you know, when the enemy brought the pandemic, he thought he was attacking the foundation of the church. Unknown to him, God has started his own plan years ago. When the social media came, we saw mostly the negative part of it. But during the pandemic, we also saw that it became a mighty tool in the hand of God to spread the gospel to places where ordinarily people would not even hear the gospel. People who didn't want to go to church, they could sit in their sitting rooms. I'm not saying it's okay, but God says we should not forsake their seven or brethren. But people, the penetration at that time was massive. I remember Pastor Waleoke saying that when they had their convention, the online convention, that they've never recorded more than 500,000 at a sitting. But when he asked for the convention night, what was the total viewing? Two point something million people. He said, please don't uh, patronize me. Where did it come from? They said, it's true, daddy. That people were watching you all over the world. People were receiving their miracles. The devil has failed again. But people made themselves available. In that period, what did you and I do? What did we do? How did we add to the value of the kingdom during that period? Some of us just watched and we collect miracles and then we go back to bed. What have we done? God has started his new wave of glory. It is manifesting. The train is moving on. Don't let it pass you by. When I see young men, at church, we are mostly young people here. When I see young men burning for God, it gladdens my heart. When I see the likes of Natanabasi, the whole uh, Hallelujah Challenge, the whole world is watching. They are receiving miracles. When you see people like uh, Joshua, Apostle Joshua Salmon, they are moving the world by of diluted word of God that evil old men will sit down quietly and listen and receive revelations. When I see people like Jerry Eze that are 
plucking uh, miracles like if you are plucking ma uh, uh, mango from the tree. These are young men that made themselves available. We have so many young men here. What are you doing for the kingdom? We old men, what are we? God has not finished with us. So. These ones are only complementing what God is doing with the older generation. But God has a, 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 a morosy future. It is the young people that will drive it. When God wanted to move in the times of Adeboye, where did he go to? 30-year-olds. Adeboye, Kumuyi, and the rest of them, they were about the same age. There were people of 80. But he needed people that could run a long distance for a longer time that would sustain the dream. And he went for them. Those people still exist today. The younger ones, some of you, that are looking in the wrong direction. Maybe God is calling you to work for him, to do something, but you are busy playing on your phone, watching YouTube, Instagram, getting busy on irrelevant things. Let's sit up. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Everyone at God's cause must be ready to pay the price. It does not come like Momoy. It's not just free. When you see the life of Moses, the Bible recalls that Moses will go on the mount to be with God 40 days and 40 nights, eating nothing, drinking nothing. How many of us can fast three days? You have to seek the face of God, purify yourself. One of those young men I just mentioned, I don't want to mention his name, the Bible in Deuteronomy um, 9 verse 9. Let's look at Deuteronomy verse 9. Deuteronomy 9 verse 9. That people got used. It, they, they prepared themselves. Verse 9 please. 9-9. Nine, nine. Verse 9. He said, When I was gone up unto the mouth to receive the tablets of stone, even the tablets of the covenant, which the Lord made with his own with with me. Then I obeyed in the month 40 days and 40 nights. I neither ate bread nor wa drank water. He was ready to pay the price. Little wonder that God did mighty and mighty things in his hands. And so many people are key unto that. When our Lord Jesus Christ started his ministry, what did he do? The Bible records that he went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights praying and fasting. Preparing himself for the theme, for the, uh, the, 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 the tax ahead. That one we see in Matthew 4, verse 2. Matthew 4, verse 2. Quickly. Matthew 4, verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward as hungry. He went into the wilderness to pray. And the enemy, even, even after such a wonderful time, the presence of God wanted to tempt him. Of course, he failed. Praise the name of the Lord. Many people of God are following the steps of Jesus, the steps of Moses, and they are doing signs and wonders. I just referred to one of the young men I mentioned earlier. When he received the calling of God, he was walking somewhere. So he went to his mother and said, Ah, this is what I'm receiving. Oh, God is saying I should go into ministry. Ah, the mother says it's a good thing now, huh? but don't dabble into it anyhow. You remember how Jesus did his own? He said, Yes, how? 
He said he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Start immediately. The young man, young boy, went on the dry fast 40 days and 40 nights. When he came out, he was fire. Till today, that fire is burning. Nobody makes sacrifices before God and comes back ordinary. Nobody. Even fasting for a few days, you will see a difference in your life. You will see a difference in your spiritual life. The shawamans will always be there. The uh, wagons will always be there. But over this period, put them aside and seek the face of God. Fasting does not kill you. How many people have you heard died fasting? No, it does not kill you. Prepare yourself, prepare your mind to see God. Uh, Daddy Joe is a typical example, even at his age, before every major event in Redeem, the special Holy Ghost service, he goes on 40 days fast. Convention, the man is out again. Congress, at his age, at least 120 days of the year, the man is not eating. And so when he climbs on the altar and God is speaking to him, people wonder, ah, where is he here? Where will he not hear from God? When he was in the secret place, what were we doing? We were dreaming on our beds. Some of us were eating uh, uh, bread and akara, even in our dream. May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So, beloved, God is doing a new thing. He said he has started it. Some of us do not know. We might be part of that dream of the new move of God. God is just telling us that, that take heed. Be alert. Be sensitive to what is happening around you. Don't be just like the children of Israel who always saw the act of God and they didn't see the, the cocoa of the glory of God. Moses saw it all and it made a, a, a difference in his life. The children of Israel Little wonder that they grumbled and they all perished in the wilderness. All the adults, the Bible says so. The moment against God, they told God you want to kill us. God said, okay, since that is what is occupying your mind, instead of thinking of positive things, you will die in the wilderness now. All of them died, not a single one, apart from Caleb and Joshua. Of that generation, only those two. Unfortunately, even Moses and Aaron. You know, each time I read that passage of the Bible, I just ask myself, did Moses and Aaron think that they were outside that? uh, You know, they didn't make it to the promised land. When God was saying that he will only Aaron and this thing, did they think they were exempted? Why didn't they ask God to say, ah, what about me now? Please help me not to fail. Maybe Moses would not have offended God. Maybe we have made it to the promised land. When the prophecy of God comes, let us not think that, oh, it's for them, it's not for me. Ask God, what is my own in it? And pray carefully, follow God, and, you know, secure yourself. Daddy Jesus said something very instructive. He said somebody came to him and told him that, oh, he has prophecy from God for you. And he said, okay, what is it? He said, oh, go and tell my son. So, so, so he said, stop. God does not refer to me as his son. I mean, go and tell my servant, sorry. Uh, that this is, he said, stop. If God really sent you a message to me, he will not call me a servant. 
He calls me his son. He said, I told the man, finish your message. After the man finished his message, he left. He didn't say because he was convinced that it wasn't for him. He said he still went to God and then to say, Daddy, just paraventure. You actually spoke to that man. Is it for me? God said, forget him. I didn't send him. But he still saw the face of God. He asked God, what should I do? Even though he knew that the vessel that brought it was wrong. But supposing God decided to use a camouflage vessel and the man missed it, he would be in trouble. So we should never get used to God. Don't get too familiar with God. Let's be sensitive. God is still doing new things. And I pray that none of us will miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that none of us will miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. A new wave of his glory. You know, so many messages were preached during the convention. I think we need to go and listen to them. That the Joseph talks about the purity of his glory. So many things. What we need to do to even experience it. How we should prepare our hearts. That you can, God cannot use an impure vessel. It's not possible. Because the Bible says God's eyes cannot even behold iniquity. He does not hear the cry or the prayer of a sinner. So how will he use you? So we must purify ourselves. Let's think a word. What is it in me that will not make God use me in this time? Let's address it. Where am I standing that God will not see me? Let's relocate to the right place where God will locate and use us mightily. Why are my prayers not being answered? The Bible says, consider your ways. Look in what? What am I not doing right? Is there an opening in my life that is not making things happen? Look in what? Go to God in prayers. Ask him. In humility. The Bible says the only prayer that God hears of a sinner is a prayer of mercy, repentance, and salvation. When that one is out of the way, then God's ears will be open unto you. So all, even if when we talk about the new wave of glory, it's not everybody that will experience it. If you, are not, if you don't even have Christ in your life, you will not partake of it. Because God doesn't even see you. I've mentioned glorious things. The things God, kind of things God is doing through people in his time is amazing. That a man will just be praying and see what is happening to somebody in Australia. God will reveal to him, he will mention it. That particular time, the thing will disappear. That is the new move of God. That is the new move of God. The person that God is using is like you and I now. They were born like uh, uh, by their mothers. Some of them went to the same schools with us. Some of them are in the, were sitting in the same assembly with us. But they made a difference in their life. In their way and manner they approach God. So if we are here this morning and you have not even made that decision or to surrender your life to Jesus, you do not even qualify at all. There's something amazing that the Jew always says. He says that somebody came to him and said he wants to know his future. And he said, it's very simple now. Are you born again? And the man said, I say, your future is terrible. Ah, he said, did you pray to God? He said, I don't need to pray. The Bible says God is, weak, is angry with the wicked every day. If God is angry with you every day, how will your future be good? So if you are not giving your life to Christ, that person's future is terrible. So if there's anybody here this morning 
that want to say, hey, I want to leave the camp of the righteous. I want to surrender to Jesus. Can you just wave to me? If you have never surrendered your life to Jesus, this is the time to do it. You might just be that one person that God even wants to use for this glory. But you must first of all take that step. Step out of the camp of your righteous and step onto the side of Jesus. Is there anybody? Or is there anybody that would have done that before? I always say that. They are falling out of grace. You can't cover your sin. You must go back to God. Tell him to readmit you into the family of God. Is there anybody that has given his life but the world has pushed into sin and has lost his salvation? Is there anybody? Okay, let's stand and just bless the name of God for his word this morning. This is short. But I believe God has spoken to me. I don't know about you. And I'm going to adjust my ways. Let's adjust, just bless his holy name. Let's thank him. That this new wave of glory that he's going, he has started. That I, I want to partake of it. Whatever it will take, oh Lord, give me the grace to pay the price. Give me the grace to do the right things. Give me the grace to be in the right place. That you will see and use me, O oh Lord. In the precious name of Jesus. I don't want to be like the children of Israel. Who only saw the house of God. They never saw the power of God. They never experienced firsthand the glory of God. They only said, Moses, what did God say again? Moses, what did God do again? I want to be partaker. I want to see it firsthand. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord. Anything in me that would disqualify me from it. Or put it and cast it out of my life. In the precious name of Jesus. Help me, O Lord, to fulfill my destiny. Every part of every human being has been carried out by God. But it is our positioning in the things of God that will determine whether we will fulfill it or not. Father God, anything I'm doing that will take me away from your presence, O Lord my God, help me, help me, help me. I cannot help myself. Help me, O Lord. The greatest prayer to pray is to ask God for help. But there are things in our lives that we cannot control. God can move mightily to help us. Help me, O Lord. Help me, O Lord. Help me, O Lord. Help me, O Lord. Let me not miss this new wave, O Lord. Let me not just hear that it has happened and it has passed. Let me experience his for hand, O Lord. First hand in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me experience this first time. And let it show forth in my life, O Lord. Use me as an instrument for your new wave of glory, O Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let me not be a hindrance to it, O Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Let's lift up a prayer for our nation, Nigeria. Let's go, Father. Visit Nigeria. Do a new thing in this country. In the mighty name of Jesus. Visit Nigeria, Lord. Or put everything that is disturbing this nation. Anyone that is disturbing this nation, or put them, O Lord. We declare their place vacant. We declare their life unto you, O Lord. Take absolute control. Fight for Nigeria, O Lord. 
Fight for our battles, Lord. Fight our battles, O Lord. Do that we, you are the one that sees all things. What the enemy is planning, we do not see. By your mercy, Lord, for the sake of your children, arise on behalf of Nigeria. 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 In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For the next two minutes, let's also present our own personal petitions before God. What is that burden that you brought to church this morning? God is here. He's ready to take it away. What is that thing that has been that that remains stubborn? Any mountain that has been standing before you, the Bible says, if we say unto the mountain, be that moved. This morning we can move mountains. By our spoken word, O Lord, we can command mountains to move out of our way. We can command sickness to get away. We can command afflictions to go in the mighty name of Jesus. We cannot come into the presence of God and go back the same way we came. Let's ask God to do a new thing in our life. As He's doing a new thing, even all over the world, the new wave of glory, let me experience it, O Lord, in my work, in my ministry, in my finances, in my health, in my family, in the life of my wife, in the life of my children, in the life of my grandchildren, in the life of every member of my family. In this church, O Lord, let us experience your new wave of glory. Visit me, O Lord. Do a new thing in my life. Shift up the shift tables in my life. Anything that is disturbing me or put and cast away, O Lord. Send your fire to consume every distraction in my life. On my way, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let not the desire of my enemies come to pass in my life, O Lord. In the precious name of Jesus. Your word say with God, nothing shall be impossible. Every impossibility in my life, make them possible this morning, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, glorious God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Our amen is too low. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Man, that is better. Father God, we just bless your name. We thank you for your word. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, most high God, for your visitation this morning. Let every word you have spoken to us, Father God, transform our lives, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. When you will come back next week, let's know all of us already have testimonies to the glory of your holy name, O Lord. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Shall we share the grace in fellowship? Father, as we go, let your presence go with us. When we come back, let us indeed have testimonies. In Jesus, anywhere you will not go this week, let us not go there. In Jesus' wonderful name we are prayed. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives.
and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Can we lift up our right hand and say, May the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he grant you peace, eternal peace, a glorious peace. In Jesus' wonderful name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.